Ladies and gentlemen, people of the sea, it's Tommy, your friendly host over here at Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast, Ville. Ville, dare I say. Uh, Today, you know what today is. Today is a port day as opposed to a sea day. Last time on the podcast, we covered everything as far as on board the ship, on the beautiful, lovely, vivacious, talented, and uh, exquisite carnival celebration on this particular episode, we're going to do a bit of a continuation of that, and we're going to discuss the ports of call, as well as wish you a very merry post-Christmas. Hope everybody had a very, very nice holiday, and uh, are we ready for the new year? It's coming. Either way, it's coming. Let's start the show. Are we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know what's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce. Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears But we just getting started out here, give us a holler If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from the Cake Compound down in sunny South Florida. If you want to get more specific, we're talking Boca Raton. So here's where we are. Here's where it's at. I hope everybody had a good holiday. Hope, hope everybody had a merry, merry Christmas. Hope Santa was good to everybody uh, here in Always Be Bookedville. Why am I on that? Why am I on some Always Be Bookedville thing? Who knows? But this is a podcast. And a lot of times you never know where it's going to go and what it's going to do. And that's where we are today. We are just days away from a brand new year 2023 you and me let's do it hopefully we can make it happen hopefully we're looking forward to good things in 2023 are you a resolution type of person hit me up let me know what your cruise resolutions are or your resolutions in general you can hit me at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com i would love to hear from you as always it's also you know lifeblood show email all that whole thing Anyway, as mentioned, what I want to do today, we talked about in detail. I believe the cruise, the sea days, the cruise ship itself, the times we had. Uh, we did a couple of stuff regarding the ports, but I want to really kind of dive into what the ports of coal were because this, like I said, this was sort of a dream cruise. It was an amazing cruise. It was a lovely cruise, as Jimmy Buffett said, and he recorded it in a song. You know, he has a song called uh, It's Been a Lovely Cruise. Uh, on the way, like I said, I met, we mentioned these two guys that we sat with on the bright line on the way there, and I was just trying to convince them they're deadhead fans. And I was trying to convince them the value of a good Jimmy Buffett B-side. I don't know if it landed or not. I'm not sure. I don't think it did, but I, I really believe in the Jimmy Buffett music, the catalog that he has. Shout out to Hal. Hal schooled me. And told me that Jimmy Buffett, if you, and he didn't say this, it's more my words than his. He just pointed me in the right direction. Gave me about 12 Jimmy Buffett songs that you have probably may not have heard. 
and I listen to these songs, and it's, oof, it is Caribbean, it's tropical, but it's gritty, it's grimy, and, uh, you know, it, it's like if Herm- Ernest Hemingway was going to write a song to music and play a guitar to it, this is how he would do it. I don't know how we got on this. I don't know. But here we are. And uh, I would at the top of the show like to invite you to check out the Facebook group. It is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. Listen to me. You know what? Scratch that. Okay. The most important thing we got to do now, the push we have to make now is for YouTube. We need subscribers. More importantly than subscribers, I need hours watched. I got a nice little bump. I put a little thing up in the Facebook uh, Cruise and Travel Lounge. And I got a nice little bump. I was at 3,300. Now I'm at 3,500. I got to get to 4,000 to be in the money, in the proverbial money, where I can begin my journey, restart my journey, because I was in the money before, until they upped the freaking uh, the, 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 the requirements. Used to just be you got to have 1,000 subscribers. Now it's 1,000 subscribers and four, well, I think it was 2,000 hours watched. Now it's 4,000 hours watched as these YouTubes get more popular with all these people. Let's talk about Grand Turk. Shout out to JP. Uh, JP was my cruise buddy for this one. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, I want to let you guys in on this cruise that I saw. I did put it in the lounge, but for those that didn't see it, yes, I had to book it. It would be disrespectful not to book this cruise. Am I wrong? Okay. Now, I don't love the fact that it's very proximal to the group cruise. And by the way, let me start with that. We're backing ourselves up here. I'm backing myself into a corner. I got to tell you, you got to get on this group cruise. More and more people are showing up. All the, uh, the, the, the cast of characters is growing. We have Beatrix. How many times have people waited for Beatrix to be on a sailing? she's on this sailing she's this is her first one of my best friends this is one of this is the first pirates and pier runners group cruise she's coming on same thing i can say for the lovely miss k miss k the keeper of the k compound is going to be on this sailing i mean this is this is for real carnival celebration the ship is through the roof gorgeous the times that we're going to have i think we're close to about right around 20 people right now And we're just under, I guess, well, significantly under a year away now. We're still over 300 days away or so. But either way, this this is going to be just one for the ages. That's all I could say. I don't know what you think your plans are. I don't know what you think your budget is. I don't know what any of that stuff is. But you got some time. And uh, you should change your travel plans to get on this cruise. That's all I could say. Because this is going to be one for the ages. I feel like, you know, we really, really nailed down the fun and the party and uh, the vibe on the first one. The second one, we nailed down the intimacy. We really kind of uh, got to know each other better. Uh, enemies became friends. Friends became enemies. I just made that up. It's just it's just talk. There were no enemies. There were only friends. Um, sounds like a new website they should come up with. Only friends. But I'm telling you right now, what we do on these group cruises is just absolutely spectacular. And the list of names, I'm going to read off the list of names soon, one of these weeks that, that who's involved already. But Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you want rates, the rates are still good. It's a dream cruise on a dream ship with a dream itinerary. But speaking of, so that one's going on October 8th. 
as I do very often, I just check the carnivals. I check the offers, check what's going on, you know, and I just, I said it. I said it to everybody how many times I wanted to maybe take a slight step back from cruising this year or at least spread them out a little bit more. I don't think I want to do any more like uh, three cruises in one month type of a scenario like I've been doing this year. But I did want to, uh, I did want to check. I always want to check and see what value is out there. And I got myself into a little bit of a trouble uh, spot because what I saw, and shout out to Doug Parker, he's been telling me about this um, 15-night sailing on the Venezia, uh, the Costa by Carnival, Carnival by, yeah, Costa by Carnival. And uh, it's it's around when the group cruise is. I would love to have gone on that. Not able to because of the group cruise. This group cruise is, did I mention it's going to be a fun time? Yeah. So I just kept looking. I did some search criteria under my offers, under my VIFP number. And what I did was I looked in and saw like, okay, anytime uh, my, I get these offers, this one offer that I have, it's, it's basically a free cruise. How the free cruise works is that it says it costs $100, uh, $100 per person. Meanwhile, that's the deposit. You get the deposit back in onboard credit. So you put in 200 for the deposit, you get the 200 back in onboard credit, and then all you're paying for is taxes and port charges. Pretty much. That's the scenario. I got that deal. So basically the sh- the, the it's going to be 520 something out of pocket, and then they give you back in onboard credit $200. So it's 320 something, which is just two people tax and poor charges, 320 something dollars. You tell me how disrespectful it would be if I didn't book this sailing. If you know the show, if you know always be booked, if you're a super mega or just a really good standard cone, you'll know what I'm missing in the Caribbean. And let's just be honest. I'm a Caribbean cruiser, right? I'm not a Mexican Riviera cruiser. I'm not a Fjords cruiser. I'm not an Australian cruiser. Dare I say I'm not an Alaskan cruiser. I'm a Caribbean cruiser. Or as the British like to say, Caribbean cruiser. I say Caribbean sometimes too. British people, you don't have the monopoly on Caribbean. When I want to feel snazzy and fancy, I notice that when I put on a suit. If I put on a suit, you know what I mean, and put on maybe do the tie... If I'm feeling good, I go on YouTube and remind myself, you know, I'm still at that stage in my life as a grown man when I wear a suit so infrequent that I do have to do YouTube videos to get my Windsor knot going. But when I'm feeling good and I'm in a suit and I put on the Windsor knot and I pop that collar, put on that Invicta sailboat watch from the cruise spray up the Dolce Gabbana a little bit, a little bit on the left, a little bit on the right side, a little bit on the wrist. You rub the wrist together for no reason. That's for show. You know, there's people, right? You spray it, you spray it. You're not supposed to spray cologne on your clothes. I do a little bit just because I want to make sure it lasts. So I spray it a little bit on the left, a little bit on the right. Then I spray a little bit directly on the clothes. And then for effect, there really is no functioning reason for this. You spray a little on the wrist, rub the wrist together like some jerk off that I am. And that's what it is. But when I do that whole routine, put on the shoes, sometimes I will say Caribbean. Sometimes I will. 
I have to admit. And if it's a, I'm in a wedding party at a wedding or something, I'll do that too. I'll do, I'll do Caribbean. But so being the Caribbean cruiser that I am, and you know where I've been, you know my favorite ports, you know the ones that have eluded me thus far. You know the little Soka, so 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 Soka area on the globe. You know I haven't done Bermuda. That's wrong of me. I have not done Bermuda, and I got to do Bermuda. Outside of Bermuda, the only one run that I haven't done is that Southeast Caribbean run. We're talking about Grenada. Grenada? Grenada? We're talking about uh, 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 Barbados. We're talking about St. Lucia. These are the places that... So this thing is the Carnival Venezia. Or Venezia, whatever it's called, okay, whatever it's called, it's costed by Carnival, leaving out of New York on a 12-day sailing, going all the way down from New York, 12 days, two people, $520 minus $200, $320. Now, what kind of, I mean, smug, arrogant, call yourself a cruiser type of a fake phony or fraud would i be if i didn't book that cruise right yeah it's three weeks after the group cruise yeah i'm gonna be a freaking mess i'm gonna be bloated and already whatever else but you gotta book that cruise right i don't even know what part of the world i'll be living in existing in what type of job i'll have i don't know if i'll have a job if i'll need a job but I booked that cruise. You got to go on that cruise. That's it. Whoever, future employer out there, if you exist, I'm going on the cruise. I got to go. It's disrespectful not to. Can't call yourself a traveler and pass up a deal like that. That's just just it. All right, let's get into it. So on this cruise, as we know, the ports of call were Grand Turk. They were Amber Cove, uh, San Juan, and the granddaddy of them all, the best that ever did it, the number one, the top on all the lists of ports of call that I would ever want to go to, St. Tomas. That's right. We're going to start in Grand Turk. Why? Because that's where we went first. All right, Jack Shack. I had a hot take ready on Jack Shack. I'll do it. I'll give it to you a little bit right here. I want to temper myself. I got to be careful, guys. I know we don't lie to each other. I'm doing a YouTube video, and it's going to be about my experience in uh, Grand Turk at uh, specifically Jack Shack. So I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I'm so torn on it because I sit here and blah, 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 blah about wanting to make it on YouTube. I want to kind of do two, three videos a week, maybe. Let's be realistic, two videos a week. I got my set all set up i got my camera ready uh i don't gravitate to youtube i don't do it and then now i want to kind of make a push for youtube so i can get into the monetization start doing the live streams and make this thing happen and then i want to drop a video and the first video i want to drop is something basically doing a hit piece on grand turk that's not smart. You know what I mean? It's not smart for me to do that. There's too many people that are too, that are too passionate about Grand Turk that I can't really beat it up too bad. So I'm going to find a way to be honest. I was going to kind of go in, go all in. You know, I like the whole heel thing. The, the heel when it comes to cruising, you know, it just does. I don't know if it works out. 
I, I really don't. We saw what happened with the peer runner video with Tony. We saw what happened with the backlash that I got. We see the numbers, how they very often don't grow because of how irritated people are with me with some of the practices in which I cruise by. So what am I going to do now? Go to, you know, good old Grand Turk. Go to Jack's Shack, the little engine that could. The place that's famous for having cute and cuddly dogs stares down the face of the giant conglomerate margaritaville and still lives to tell about it and i'm gonna go and bash it that's not gonna create a very sympathetic uh outlook for me but guess what i'm probably gonna do it anyway you know i i really can't help myself and uh it's what it's gonna be that's why i might be under a divider in two years (laughs) i shouldn't even joke about that but it is what it is. No, so I'm going to do a video on it, uh, but I'll be a little bit more frank with you guys. All right? So we'll do that here. I'll be saying the same thing, kind of. I'll just say it in a nicer way. I do believe in Jack Shack as an entity, as an operation, dare I say institution. But the thing is, is that my take on it is that everybody likes to go to the mom and pop. Everybody likes the little bookstore on the corner. Everybody talks all the shit in the world about the big bad superpower and the corporate giant and the people that are out the cap the evil capitalist operation that is Margaritaville. We like to give our money to Jack Shack. Well, I got to be honest with you. I go to Jack Shack and they don't give a shit about me or my money to be honest and second of all it's stop i I think we got to stop calling it the little engine that could yes it's not margaritaville numbers by even close no stretch but they're making them some money over there i mean come on they're not you can't get a seat here's my thing with jack shack you're already under the gun i get you gotta walk all the way over there okay no problem that's not your fault you gotta walk all the way to jack shack We get there, and there's really nobody to even greet us. Nobody even act like they know. I guess, okay, so you go to the bar. You go right to the bar because there's no seats. I guess the seats are first come, first serve. It's basically what do we do, where do we go, who do we see? The menus, basically, they don't have menus. They just hand you out laminated pieces of paper. They have like three or four of them for the whole joint, and here you go. Here's the beer list. Um it's going to be like a little bit of a repeat for the video. I didn't want to do the same thing on the video that I'm going to do here, but I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, but I need you to watch the video anyway, okay? I can't have this video flop because you already heard a lot of the information. Let's just make that deal right now. I'll give you the uh, Jack Shack stuff now, but just please let the video run. It's only going to be hopefully between 8 and 12 minutes. So... We get there and, uh, you know, nobody's overly friendly, but that's okay. They're busy. It's hot out. Nobody, you know, they're just, they're sweating. They're tired. It's just, it's just not a very friendly place, which you get over that. You could, you could deal with that. But then we go to the bar. JP says, I want to try the local rum. And, uh, the guy behind the bar says, here you go. This is the local rum. And he shows us a well bottle of rum like a Crystal Palace brand or a, just something that's generic, just a generic well rum. So then he goes on and does something else, whatever. And then we see the beer list. We order a couple of beers and then JP just says, all right, well, we'll take uh, two shots of the rum. 
And the guy just pours two shots of the rum. Then he wants to be, you know, talk to us. He's like, hey, so what's going to, yeah, we wanted to try the rum that, you know, local rum, the rum that you drink when you're not working. And the guy says, oh, you don't want that. You can't handle that stuff. And then we both looked at him and said, hey, listen, man, I don't know if you know, you know, we, we, who you're dealing with here. We're both former bartenders. We're in the business. And he goes, oh, you should have said that in the first place. Still pours us our shit rum and gives us our beers. Takes my $100 bill, goes to the register, throws down change for 50 onto the bar, and then goes and does his thing and gets busy. So we don't even grab the change first. We're just going to do the cheers. We're going to do the shot. We do the uh, toast on the beer. And then we're standing there. So I go to collect my change, and I realize he only gave me change as if I gave him a 50. So I'm like, here we go. Now this is going to be a problem. I'm going to come to jack shack i'm gonna have to fight with these bartenders over uh so we couldn't get his attention again he was gone he was off to the races whatever he did what he did how he did it when he did it before he used to do it before it was yesterday's fridays thursdays tuesdays monday so then he he basically is uh, we can't get him finally i'm able to get a hold of a woman who's bartending back there say ma'am ma'am i got the wrong change back he gave me change of a 50 when i gave him a hundred she goes and tells him all he does. I saw what he did. He just smiled and said, sorry, I thought they gave me a 50. And without even hesitation between the two of them, I don't know, they got the rest of them. And they just handed it back to me as though it was like there was, it wasn't contested at all. It wasn't like, are you sure? It wasn't like, hey, shoot. Oh, gosh, are you, I'm so sorry. It was nothing. It was, okay, here's the money. Now, I do believe it was an honest mistake because- you know, the, the you know the, who you really thought I you, if it was foul play, do you really think I'm not going to know that? It's a tough sell to try to pull off. So I think it was an honest mistake, but at the same time, you know, act like you give a crap, you you whatever. So that was it. So now we got a beer in a shop. It's hot as hell. It's fun. It's a good little vibe in there. Uh, the music comes on and goes off every five seconds. The music's on for like five minutes or whatever, and then it goes off. Somebody has to go do something with the speaker. It goes back on. That's just kind of going on and on. So now we want to eat. So we go. They tell us, all right, go to the end of the bar. That's where you order. Here's the list of food. Pick something. Pay for it. We'll give you a ticket, and then you stand in line like a jerk off. All right, let me calm down. I'm, gonna, I'm being a little hostile with this a little bit. Because it's, it's kind of bringing back some memories. But we did exactly all that stuff that we just did. And then we stood in line like jerk-offs. And we're basically maybe like 20th in line. A long line, but not seemingly an insurmountable line. But this line did not move. I mean, they got maybe 10 items back there. 10 items. Conch fritters, jerk chickens, potato salad, french fries, uh, combo platter, whatever else. And this line, if we were at Jack Shack for about two and a half hours, we were online for at least half of that, maybe more. So we're just moving slow and slow and slow. Now I have my shirt on that says, I, I'm not a player. I, I'm not a sailor. I just cruise a lot. And we're hanging out. We're talking in line. You know, what else are we going to do? We're standing in line, get a couple of drinks. We got off line maybe two or three times to get drinks because the line was that long. Oh, well over an hour standing in this 20-person line. Uh, 
And then we get to a certain spot in the line. Yeah, the music keeps going off and they see this one guy keeps doing something and just does something to the back of the speaker and gets it going again. So the music's on, off, on, off, on, off. So we're all looking at him. He notices. We're looking at him like he's the asshole. We're like, and he's like, hey, man, I, I, don't, I don't work here. <laughs> I'm like, then what are you doing? He's like, ah, I just been on this ship for like, three weeks now i come here i know what the fix is i know what they got to do to fix it i don't know if it's on the speaker end of it or the uh, the um or the ipad the tablet or the iphone whatever it is he knows how to get it going when it goes out he they must have taught him and now he's just there as a patron but he knows how to get the speaker back going now that's his job that's what he does now <clears throat> but he he just comes up and starts talking to me and he goes he goes uh why don't you do half of my shot i like your shirt so somebody bought him a shot he only wanted to do half of it. I was like, yeah, I'll do the other half of your shot. And he was like, a, I don't know, in his late 50s, early 60s. Nice uh, black gentleman. Seemed like a very, very nice guy. You'll see him on the video because I interviewed him. So he's like, I like your shirt because I say I, I cruise a lot. So I like that shirt. So I wanted to give it to him, but I never saw him again after that day. Anyway, interviewed him real quick. Uh, you know, he just realized... <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he was inherited the job of impromptu pseudo DJ while he's sitting there. And um, we just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, we get all the way to the front after well after an hour. And we see the woman in front of us, like kind of yelling, but in a fun loving way at the at the at the cooks. Like, oh, come on. I said side of fries, not a side of flies. And then I look in there and you just see it's totally infested with flies, just in flies everywhere. And they're like beach flies. There's nothing you could do. So I'm not necessarily crushing Jack's shack for that. I do in the video. I wrote out the video, the scripts for the video, and I am going to give them five free tips, uh, you know, <laughs> for what they need to do to hopefully listen. Maybe they don't need to do anything because the place is making freaking money. You got you call that a forgiving market. You know what I mean? If this was a place where you had to rely on the same guests or the same market every day, they'd be screwed. But it's almost like when I, we, we worked in a ballpark operation. If we had a bad day, like if when we worked at the, uh, uh, the, the place where they have a, you know, with the stadium type bars and restaurants, if we had a bad day, that was not going to be affected the next day because, you know, it's a whole new crowd that's going to the game the next day. Similar situation here. Where it's going to be a brand new set of passengers. There's only two real places to go, so this is they'll, they'll get they'll get a crowd tomorrow, even if they piss everybody off today. And that was how they were operating. That was the mentality by which they were working, and it was a little upsetting. And I don't want to be the freaking Karen, but I'm I'm going to be real. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to, um, you know, just feel bad for them because they got to f- compete against Margaritaville. So, yes, we get the food, and yes, there's flies everywhere, and uh, it was just, for me, it was just like, well, guys, I'll say it. I'll say it to you guys. Why would you come here? (laughs) Why would you come here? Why would you come here to get ignored, have wrong change given to you, be, uh, you know, not necessarily... Comp- or, or at least made to feel as though you were they, they 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 screwed up you wait in line for an hour and 15 minutes for food you get the food you gotta dodge flies to eat it i had to run i ran with my box of chicken to the freaking shore 
where the water is and it was a little bit better there we're running around trying to eat jerk chicken that we waited an hour and 50 minutes for and sprinting around the restaurant trying to dodge flies so i mean i don't know what to tell you what do you want me to say you want me to say oh but you know what they had a little engine that could but yeah they're not corporate dude give me corporate okay give me freaking corporate so then we walk, we leave, we, we eventually leave, we go back to Margaritaville and it was just like this oasis. Like you go on, you see this giant pool with a DJ, with people having fun, dancing in the pool. I went up to the DJ booth, took a little picture. They both smiled and waved pleasantly into the car. There's a, there's a bathroom with running water. There's infrastructure you can take a sip of your beer and not have fly and not be swallowing flies. Um, you know, again, I'm all for supporting the little guy, but there is a law of diminishing returns. I will gladly sacrifice some infrastructure. I'll gladly sacrifice some quality for the charm of just a non-corporate scenario, but they got to deliver back at least something. So that'll be the big reveal on the video. My five ways, my five things that Jack Shack can do to turn this franchise around and yeah i know you're making money hand over fist yeah i know you don't need my advice right now but the mighty do fall and they're not the mighty by comparison to margaritaville but i'm just saying like you could say it all i mean it's almost like the emperor's new clothes everybody just wants to just latch on to the fact that they're not corporate they're cool it's jack shack who are we stupid here what are we looking at look at margaritaville look at jack shack come on tell me your thoughts tommy at alwaysbebooked.com your emails are a lifeblood of the show all right that was ja- that was grand turk that was the story of grand turk let's talk about amber cove not a, not as the, these the rest will be a little shorter than that but amber cove uh typical cruise port area as i expected but i will say it was a little bit nicer than i did expect it was a bit of a remix from the same thing you get at basically margaritaville because you get off the ship you walk down the pier and it's a beautiful big giant pool with a swim up bar and just kind of like everything is in that contained area yes of course there's options in puerto plata you can go to a lot of places you can do a lot of excursions uh there are tons of things to do but we did opt because i had never been to amber cove so i wanted to check it out so i will notice uh i will note that it was very hikeable slash walkable whatever you want to go with uh we ended up going to the top of this hill where there was a full bar i believe i told you about that when i told you that's where the um zip line was you catch the zip line there in that funny scenario where the girl kind of just got sent into the zip line with rocky music and the crowd went crazy and it was funny but that was a cool spot to walk up you know what i mean there was a little bit of an ecosystem and signs and things of like nature that you could look at or if you're into that type of thing now when you got to the top of that mountain you looked over side and you got to you saw you could see into the uh dominican republic puerto plata proper area and you saw like a bunch of uh cattle off in the distance it's always nice to just you know grand turk is cool i like grand turk i like chilling there so you know you know what you're getting with grand turk you do have to manage your expectations but i just like getting to these ports where there is texture and there is mountains at grand turk um i'm sorry at uh 
Porto Plata. Um, we did go to a restaurant called Coco Cana, Cana, Coco Cana. This place was great. So a lot of the shops, they had cool little shops and areas. And, you know, they had a mariachi, not a mariachi band, I'm sorry, like a little, um, they had a band. And I'm not going to pretend to know what this is. It's not salsa band, like a little salsa band, I guess. But they were good. Um, you know, the whole thing was cool. They had a basketball court there. They had uh, places where you can sit down and eat. But then they had this restaurant. And it was a really cool place because they had a guy playing the guitar. He was playing a lot of American pop music from like the 80s and 90s. But he was doing it in a little bit of a um, salsified way. He was making and putting a little Latin spin on it. So that was enjoyable. I really wasn't going to. I was thinking we were going to get back on the ship. And then once we sat down. And JP was JP was talking about local rum the whole time, and I and and at first I was like, well, I don't know, am I drinking right now or am I not? I don't think I'm drinking right now. But then when we sat down, the guy, see, this is what happens when you're in the hands of a professional. You sit down, you get a menu. The guy puts the menu in your hand. Oh, I'm probably not going to eat. Well, just look at the menu, no problem. Uh, I'm probably not going to drink. Oh, that's for no problem. But you know, check out this uh, check out this rare bottle of local rum we have. It's got a caramel finish. He starts selling you on this stuff. This is a pro. This is what pros do. You're not getting this at Jack Shack. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to give Jack Shack such a beating. <clears throat> and like I said, in the video, I will make it constructive. But anyway, I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing a shot of local rum here. So once, and that's the thing about me. You know, you know me. I'm not doing a shot to try the rum and then go about my merry day. I can go the whole day without drinking. I can go two days without drinking. I can go well, on land. I can go many, many, many days without drinking. But on a cruise ship, I can go the whole day without drinking. But if we open the floodgates, Papa's beak is going to get wet. And there's going to be some drinks. Dare I say drinks. So that's where we ended up being. And uh, we ended up sitting there. And the proverbial elbows were bent significantly over and over again. And we did have, and this was the beauty part of it, is, you know, one of my biggest dilemmas when I go to a place like San Juan, which is my favorite place to go to eat in the Caribbean or Caribbean. The problem is, is that I want to have the mofongo and I want to have the tripleta. And sometimes I want to have the paella. Can't have all three, right? It's too much. What are you supposed to do? So, and then you got to, all right, so let's say you pick two. Mofongo and tripleta. You got to have the mofongo as soon as you get off the ship so that you can walk around and you work up your appetite so that you can get back on the ship. And we were able to avoid all that this time because Dominican Republic is world famous for their mofongo. And this place, the Coco Cana, I ordered it and it was absolutely delectable. Dare I say the best I've ever had. Cameroons with um, with 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 mofongo, and then a side of delectable brown gravy with chunks of pork, and oh my gosh, I know it's not always the most popular dish among Americans, American Italians, anybody, but I do have me a hankering for some mofongo, mofongo, when I'm at sea, when I'm in those islands. So that opened up the gate where I didn't have to worry about finding it in San Juan. I got my fix. So I could just wait around for the tripleta. 
and we'll there'll be more on that more on that to come um like i said we didn't venture out into puerto plata proper but we were close enough to tiano bay where norwegian sails into so that i could identify that mountain that giant mountain that had the replica i don't want to say replica but whatever it's called it's like the christ the christ the redeemer statue and you remember that story of me wondering that i whether i was going to make it back or not when i took that scary horrifying cab ride up there but i saw the mountain i did not see the statue i think we were on the wrong side of the mountain for that but i was wondering the whole day if that was the mountain i was like am i just seeing a mountain that looks like it and all of a sudden you're a geography expert you you you're you're you know how to identify the mountain ranges of the dominican republic no we sailed away and i saw a good wide angle of the whole i guess um you know the whole coastline and yes, that was the mountain that I had. Uh, I've, I, I, I apexed it. I apexed that mountain. Always nice to see mountains. Then we were out of there. We were out of there, guys. And then I headed to San Juan. That's right. San Juan, the walled city. Beautiful San Juan. Old San Juan. Uh, missed the sailing. You know, this was different. Normally, uh, I'm used to heading into San Juan for some reason, for whatever reason, it's usually a three or four o'clock sailing. Just my experience, whatever, whatever reason for that was, because it's usually the first port of call that we go to, and uh, for for the, for whatever reason, it's usually late, and then we end up staying there late. But this time we got there early. We started out walking around, checking out some bars. I there was no rush to get off the ship in San Juan, so we got there maybe around eight or nine. Uh, I didn't get off the ship till at least eleven. Like I said, I did do the gym every day, so that was priority. So we did that, and we got off. Started walking around, checked out a couple of bars. There's some really cool bars. There, there really is some forward thinking. You know, they're not just these clay, pastel, you know, rustic places. There's plenty of that with the low-level infrastructure. But then there's some, you know, craft cocktail-looking places. Some, you know, almost some like uh like downtown new york city like greenwich village type bars with some kind of like rustic artwork on the walls graffiti dare i say like places that are clean and you could tell they got good infrastructure but there's graffiti all on the walls by design not vandalism like real graffiti as part of the decor they had some of that stuff going on so it was really pretty and uh we hung out and then we went to the fort so the fort trip this time was during the day. And that's one thing I'll say about the fort that I usually do. We usually walk around the fort every day. Like, listen, oh, you do the fort every time, Tommy. Well, how many times have I done it? I've been cruising for 10 years. No. It's coming up on 12 years. Been to San Juan, what, eight times? So every, what, 13 months or so, I go to that fort. 14 months, I go to that fort on average. Yeah. It's that beautiful that it does make sense. I still have not necessarily had any sort of um, feeling of being sick of walking around San Juan, old San Juan. Do the routine, the cobblestone streets. I feel like I see something different every time. I enjoy the food, enjoy a drink or two at one of the places. Barachinas. We did do Barachinas. So we sat there. Uh, Doug met us at Barachinas. And we did have the uh, pina coladas and Oh my gosh, we had an appetizer sampler. And I was expecting some, something much less than what we got. It was really, really good. Topped tostones, 
We got this uh, calamari dish with the coconut breading, like I got last time. It was a little different this time, but it was still really, really good. Um, it was good. We All three of us, we were very surprised about how good the generic appetizer platter was. A couple, like I said, a couple of um, pina coladas, and we were on our way. Then we went to the fort. And it was cool. Me and JP spent a good amount of time at that fort just kind of walking around and taking it in. It was it was interesting and kind of cool to go there earlier in the day because I always, like I said, we end up in San Juan getting there late. So you end up kind of being there around sunset, which is beautiful, but it's very shadowy. And you don't always necessarily get the best pictures because the sun is down. But this time it was much brighter. Uh weirdly enough i don't know if it was because it was early in the day so that's when it was kind of really hot the, the, the heat was pouring down uh, but there was no kites first time i've ever seen such a lack there of kites on the great lawn that you see before you end up walking upon um you know el Moro, the fort that you sail into missed the sail away was pissed off about that i did i didn't want to do i didn't want to miss the sail away but i did i did you know, it's hard sometimes because you don't really know when you're going to get in. You know, the ship is scheduled to get in, get in at, let's say, nine o'clock. So you want to get some sleep. And even if you try to time it to where, you know what, if we're going to dock at nine, that means we're going to be sailing in at around eight. You time it for eight o'clock. They may have they may have been there already. And that's exactly what did happen. I went up there like 8, 8, 15. We were already past the fort. We weren't docked, docked, but we were well inside the harbor past any of the cool stuff that you like to enjoy when you do a San Juan sailing. Um, so, yeah, we got some cool pictures and videos at the fort. We did go down to La Perla. Guys, I'm, I'm not here to lie to you. I think it's a, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me if I'm crazy. It it didn't seem like white people are supposed to be down there. Kill me. Kill me. Tell me I'm a bad guy. But it just did. A, they, they, we went down. We went down into La Perla. We started walking around. And I just, maybe it was me. But I just, and I watched these documentaries and people said, I felt like I was perfectly fine going down there. And I'll be honest, it's because I was, uh, my, my skin color was brown or I was black or whatever. And <clears throat> I don't want to be like, uh, 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 what do you call it? I don't want to have anxiety or like whatever, but I just felt like, cause there's a level of that. Like there is, even if it's not necessarily even that dangerous, I could see the whole thing where it could be like, Ooh, this guy thinks he could just come there. Dude, dude, they're getting brave out there, these these white guys. They think they could just walk around La Perla? It becomes like a, 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 a statement. Like, But we did. We went down. We went around the block a little bit. We walked down a driveway. I felt like I was getting some, some, some looks like, who does this guy think he is walking around down here? We went on the Carmelo Anthony basketball court. See, when Beatrix went, she stumbled upon it, and she stayed coastline. First of all, and she's a girl. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna bother, bother the girl. Like JP was like, "Look, there's a baby down there." Well, yeah, there's babies down there. Babies, they're not gonna mug the baby, <laughs> and they probably weren't gonna mug me either. And that's not what it was. I was just like, you know what? Why rattle the cage? 
why rattle the cage? Why, why play around? I, what I was looking for was a clear path to the, to the Malacone, which is the, the seawall, basically. And there wasn't. You'd have to walk through some wacky stuff. And then, yes, we did get approached. Some guy did offer us drugs. Uh, <laughs> we were like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And that was like literally right at the mouth of it, like right down the stairs. They're already standing there offering us, offering us, you know. And I just look around. Dude, if I saw one other white person down there, maybe I, am I being an asshole? There was, we saw a lot of people down there. Nobody was white. Not one. Call me an asshole. It is what it is. Um, we went upstairs after that, went back up. We we emerged from La Perla, hit a few more bars. It was funny because JP saw this hat store that he wanted to get out, like a Panama Jack style hat, one of those white hats. And he saw it on the way out. He's like, oh, I want to find that store again on the way back. So we found it. And he's all about the local stuff. He wants the local, you know, he wants the local experience. And I like that. I don't blame him for that at all. That's what I like to do. A little full immersion when you get the opportunity. But we go into the store, we find it, and he's looking at these hats, and he's looking at them, he's reading them, feeling them out, looking at them, he sees the tag, made in China. <laughs> he was thrown off. And then the shopkeeper was like not even really around. She was like outside on her phone. And he just looked at me and he goes, you know, these hats are like $150. I'm like, yeah. he's like, you know, this this chick could probably suck me into buying one of them, but she's not even talking to us, so let's leave. It was almost... <laughs> I was like, I feel that. I feel that. Totally. I like the fire. It's almost like the Jack Shack. Like, you know, you walk in and you're ready to spend your money and they don't even like, you know, she could have, she's like, she could have definitely talked me into, you know, buying one of these stupid hats, but she didn't even, she didn't even take the time to address him or whatever, but that was it. Um, so the big thing was before we got back on the ship was, will the Triplata truck be open? Uh, and the truth was. Much to my dismay, I saw this beautiful wood-grained kind of pattern on the truck. Looked like it was in such good condition. Very well-kept, well-maintained truck with big letters saying tripleta. And then we got to it, and the window was not open. Much to my chagrin. Very, very sad. I was upset. But you keep walking. You keep walking down the, the row of food trucks, and there's pizza, there's burgers, there's this, there's that. The Finally, the one on the end had like a little bit of a diverse menu. It had, uh, you know, different types of sandwiches. And at the bottom on the menu, it said tripleta. And the guy, it took him freaking 25 minutes, basically, because he had a girl there. So he had a chick. This guy looked like he was maybe 21 years old. And uh, he had a woman that was standing there, looked about the same age, but she was in like a security officer's uniform, maybe on her break. And he was just talking to her the whole time. And I was like, uh, can I get a tripleta? He's like, yeah. He was mad because, you know, he was trying to kick it to the girl. And uh, I was in the way there. But I'm just like, sorry. I was just like, uh, I just want a tripleta. Hopefully that's okay. And I was like, so the guy, the guy who with the truck, he's not open, huh? He's like, no. Nah, he only opens uh, the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. And then I was like trying to be, uh, I was trying to bond. I was like, hey. I, I I bet yours are better than his anyway, aren't they? He's like, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But his his was pretty good. But no, it was not better. It was not on the level of the other one. But he made a triplet. It took a while to make. I mean, it took forever to make. I don't know. 
I don't understand. He, and he was just carrying on with the girl the whole time while he was waiting for this meat to cook. You know, the tripleta is a mixture of ham, uh, slow-cooked pork from like you'd get on a Cuban, and Philly cheesesteak meat. All put on with lettuce, tomato, and uh, and then uh, cheese, and then potato sticks, like those potato sticks, and then ketchup, mayo, and mustard all 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 on the sandwich. And then you kind of roll it up tight, cut it through the foil, split it open, and you have just magical goodness. That is a tripleta. That was San Juan. That was a good time. It was a great time. San Juan is uh, always good. It was always what, what made it too was just hanging out with JP too. Just you know, JP had never done that itinerary. JP had never necessarily done a ship of that ilk. So it was kind of cool to just kind of roll around with him. I definitely had a drinking buddy. JP don't turn one down, much like myself. When it's time to go, it's time to go. So uh, that was cool. So now for you know the the Holy Land. St. Thomas. You guys know I love me some St. Thomas, and we had a plan for St. Thomas. Now, we know we're going back. We're going back to St. Thomas in October, and I was saying I will return to the mountaintop ball crawl with the group. We'll do that. It's a tradition. I want to introduce all the group cruises, who people who are coming on the group cruise. I want to introduce them to this fun tradition, this joyride, this thrill, uh, Thrill a minute experience filled with gorgeous views, wonderful experience, and shots and banana daiquiris. Uh, but on this one, I wanted to go to St. John. I wanted to go to Blue Chair Bay. I wanted to go to Cinnamon Bay, Trunk Bay, dare I say. That was the plan. Now, the whole time I was regretting a little bit because JP is on this first run here with us and he hasn't done, you know, uh, uh, St. Thomas. I was like, part of me just wanted him to see the the view. So then the night before St. Thomas, I had this idea. I was like, all right, we could still do, if we get off early enough, we could still do just go to Mountaintop and then have that same cab just take us to the ferry to take us to St. John and we go to the beach bar because I want to go to the beach bar because that channel, that YouTube channel I tell you about where, you know, you could see inside the beach bar, uh, St. Cruz beach bar. And uh, we used to watch it at my office in New York. And I was excited for the girls in the office to finally literally this thing that we watched every day. Now she'll see me on the camera. And she was ready for it. She was texting me. What time are you getting there? What time are you getting there? I was like, I oh, was still working on it. So that's the new plan. All right, mountaintop first for maybe one or two daiquiris, banana daiquiris. Then we'll go and do the other thing. So we got off to a late start. I four went to gym. JP, you know, we, we went after it a little bit for San Juan. So JP... Um, got off to a little bit later start than was ideal. I wasn't panicking at all. I went to the 820 bar. Uh, I got to admit, I did. Um, I, I got a little bit of a crush on one of the young ladies uh, that was bartending. And her name is Angela. And she was working at the 820 bar. If you're on celebration at all, please tell Angela. Thomas said hi. I am the loser that brought her. Um, uh, she's one of those bartenders that, you know, 
and I was one of those customers. She yells at you. She just yells at you, but she knows who you. She knew. She knew who I was every time. She knew what I wanted to drink. She was nice, but then she would get like mean, flirty a little bit. Like I brought her a Reese's Pieces in the foil wrap, and uh, when I brought them, she's like was very happy about it. She also likes EDM music. So I brought my speaker and she was very happy that I played my music for her or, you know, whatever. We had this little thing where I would just kind of go and just try to, you know, sit there. I was there a lot. I was just basically like a, like I had a little crush on her and she kind of knew it. I, she looked exactly like this girl that I used to date named Erza and I showed her a picture of her and she was like, wow, she does look like me. She's like, she's a little prettier though. Like she, she thought Urza was a little prettier. And then I get Urza on the freaking text and we're all kind of having a three-way conversation, how they are from the same part of the world, which was, um, I don't know, the Albania, Kosovo region or whatever. And we just did I just developed a, um, you know, she was my go-to bartender for the most part. So she was working early that day. So while I waited for JP, I just went over to the 820 bar and oh, that was the thing. So I gave her the Reese's pieces, but there was double wrappers on it. So she takes the thing off and I knew it too. Cause I had one and then I ate the thing and uh, there was a wrapper in my mouth. I'm like, I just took a wrapper off. Why is there another wrapper? But then I gave it to her. Here's the bag. Hey, you guys want this? Share it. Enjoy it. It's like, oh, thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. I'll just... Next thing you know, I see her picking wrappers out of her mouth after she thinks there's no wrappers. She's like, why would you give me this? Why would you give me this? this? And she, for the whole rest of the week, she was breaking my chops about it. She's like, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought we were close, but, you know, I thought we were friends, but you give me the double wrapper candy. You set me up for, so we would just joke. But so then that day, the St. Thomas Day, I'm just sitting there kind of having some drinks at her bar. JP comes down. Now we're ready to go. So we get off the ship. Uh, Doug was the other part of it. Doug was all ready to go. But Doug was talking the whole week about wanting to get off the ship by 730 to get to Cinnamon Bay, do some drone shots or whatever. Doug had like a little bit of a crisis uh, work wise. He had a fire he had to put out. I think it was a equipment or a download or something happened to where Doug literally couldn't get off the ship. Doug had to work for the first couple of hours. He's like, shit, I'm not going to be able to make it off the ship for a while. You guys do your thing. You know, we'll catch up at some point or whatever. So that's what happened. Doug ended up staying on the ship for, for the first part of the day. Then uh, we get off the ship, me and JP. Now, it's kind of amazing how much these ports of call change year after year. You know what I mean? Because you, you, I hadn't seen St. Thomas since the group cruise. So that was twenty early, early 2018. I'm sorry, 2020. And then before that, you know, maybe it was a couple of years before that. So just shit just changes in a sneaky way. You don't see it happening in front of you. Basically, what I mean is that I used to be able to just walk out on the port. There'd maybe be two or three bars, Senior Frogs, and maybe one other one before. And then we'd walk out, and then we'd just flag down a safari taxi. And we, like I said, we would make sure they had the right sound system. We'd have our pick of any one of them. If they didn't have the right sound system or the price wasn't right, the negotiations take a turn for the worse. we let them go. We'd pick another one right behind it. It's just, it was just a kind of just free and easy. This time we get out, we're into Haven site right off the pier, 
We make the right. Now we're in Haven site, all bustling shopping going on. And there's like five or six safari taxis in like basically in the port. And there's a woman running around like a lunatic with a walkie talkie, basically acting as a dispatcher. Everybody asks, where are you going? You're going here. She's got a sandwich in one hand, a walkie talkie in the other hand. And she's working this walkie talkie like she's freaking Danny DeVito in taxi. Where you go? No, where you go? Where do you want to go? Where do you want? No, you can't go there. No, you're in this bus. You're in that bus. Just directing traffic, and we're like, "Stand, like, like we want to go to Mountaintop." Okay, wait. You gotta wait. Stand there for five minutes. All right, five minutes. She's yelling at somebody. Yeah, Mountaintop. Yeah, they want Mountaintop. Yeah. All right, get back. Somebody pulls up. We're getting in the thing now. We got to There's your Mountaintop right there. So there was no like. All right, can we? We want the experience. We want to get some drinks, and we want to like hear the music on the way up. It was nothing like that. You want to go to Mountaintop, there's your car. We get in the car, there's no music. So we weren't really in a position to have that same experience. The way to go, and we will do it the right way when we do it in um, in October, you got to pre-book. You got to find somebody and you got to, you know, you got to do it that way. But we didn't get the opportunity to do it that way. So we ended up going up Mountaintop. Uh, we, had, we made a friend uh, in the casino. Her name was Robin. And we were hanging out with her and she had a friend that she was with and we all met on top of the mountain and we started drinking daiquiris and we got boxed up on top of the mountaintop. So our cab was already gone. I'm not panicking. We got a nice little view. We must have had at least three, two or three big daiquiris, like big ones, like big. And uh, yeah, we're there. We got there. We're looking at the view. We're enjoying ourselves. I didn't know. My dad called. Because we're in St. Thomas now. I wasn't able to talk to him. I missed him in Saint, uh, San Juan. So I didn't wasn't able to talk to him in any of the other ports because they're not U.S. territories. So I spent about 15 minutes on the phone with my dad. Then JP's outside. And then he goes to the bathroom. And then we find the, we find the taxi guy. And a uh, very nice guy. And I say to him, all right, so we want to go to St. John. Just take us to uh, Red Hook to St. John. We want to catch the ferry. And then... Uh, we're going to come back after that and catch the ship for uh, 3.30 on board time. I didn't know that what I said was very funny. I wasn't trying to make this guy laugh, but he laughed nonetheless. He thought that was absolutely hysterical. He's like, yeah, I'll do that because you know what? If I do do that for you, I'm going to make some money tonight. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I got an Airbnb. And you'll be staying there because if you think you're going to St. John right now, you're not making that ship. And I'm like, are you serious? I was like, what time is it? He's like, it's, it's 1230 or something. It was like 1231 o'clock. I'm like, we just want to go in. He's like, you're not going to make the ferry alone. You're not going to make, you, you're not going to make it back. You're not going to make the ferry back here. If you try to, you, they're going to be coming back. You're going to be trying to get there. And the ferry that you got to make to be able to get back to your ship. But he's like, but all means, by all means, if you want to do it, do it. I'll take you. And then you'll just miss the ship and I'll, I'll sell you the Airbnb tonight that I have. I'm like, that's not going to work. So we're like, all right, no problem. Take us. Uh, and then by that time, I had heard from Doug. And Doug said, since he was had an abbreviated stay in St. Thomas, he was going to the top of Paradise Point. So I was like, all right, perfect. We... Uh, I was like, St. John, you have eluded me once again. Cinnamon Bay, Trunk Bay, St. Cruz Bar, Cruz Bay Bar, Cruz Beach Bay Bar. It's all eluded me once again. So we're going to have to get in this. uh, 
But then we got in this taxi, this safari taxi. Again, he did not have music. But there was a woman next to me with her husband. And I was complaining. She was hammered. The husband seemed sober. But I was hammered. And the wife was hammered. And I said, this is freaking ridiculous how we can't get any good reggae music. She looks at me and she goes, oh, yeah, you don't think so? Boom, pops out a freaking Bluetooth, a good Bluetooth. And now we're banging down the mountain with freaking Bob Marley playing. She saved the day. And I told her that. And uh, she, I, I, I don't know if I posted a picture of her, but we, you know, we changed numbers and I was giving her videos because I was taking those videos kind of, you know, banging down the mountain and bombing down the mountain. And this, this thing was, it was rough. Some of these safari taxis are rough. So then we stopped at a big drop off at Megan's Bay Beach. And then we were on our way to Paradise Point. We met Doug at the base of Paradise Point and then made our way up the cable car all the way up the side of the mountain. And I got to tell you, they, man, what they have done with everything over there. It's crazy. Like you get to the top of Paradise Point. I remember the first time I went was in November of 2011. And you went out there and there was basically, yeah, it was like a stand. It was like if you were at a, a bowling alley or a roller rink, it was like a walk-up stand where you can get uh, some soft drinks or maybe you could get a burger or whatever. And then you sat it out and you sat down and, and ate it at your little table there. Now there's a freaking full-on, rest- beautiful restaurant. I mean, this food was terrible. I don't even know how a lobster roll ended up in my hand. Uh, Doug, Doug probably did it. Doug probably got, you know, Doug, Doug was awesome. This trip it was great hanging out with Doug on this trip. But he's like, I think he was like, here, get, get a lobster roll. Put a lobster roll in my hand. Uh, it wasn't good. Uh, no offense to anybody. Doug or the chef. The lobster roll was terrible. I was very happy to tell people that. Uh, but we got some good pictures from Paradise Point. Really, really enjoyed ourselves. And then we started getting into Christmas in Blue Chair Bay. We could not stop singing this song. And that was the beginning of us just annoying the shit out of all of you. And I'll take responsibility for that. Whether it's me playing it on Kenny Chesney on my Instagram stories. Whether it's me and Doug singing it at the top of our lungs. Whatever it is. I know I've rammed Blue Chair Bay. Christmas in Blue Chair Bay down your throat over the last week. It's over. You're off from that until next year. You know what I mean? It's like what they say. I see some of the memes. Mariah Carey goes back into the ocean until next year. (laughs) Same thing with Cousin Kenny. Cousin Kenny is uh, retired, at least the Blue Chair Bay part of him. He's going back on tour this summer. So he's got a new song out. I haven't heard the full song yet. Uh, but <clears throat> the little pieces I've heard sounds okay. It doesn't sound like it's uh, an all-time Kenny banger, but, you know, he did it. He put one out, um, and that was pretty much it. There was no peer runs. I'm happy to say, I'm proud to say, dare I say, no peer runs on this one. Uh, don't mean to disappoint the uh, peer runner fans, but that's pretty much it. We got a few emails. I'm going to save them until uh, the next episode because we are over an hour right now. And I just wanted to give you guys the full run. By the way, just two things, guys. Two real things that I want to talk about. Quick. And I got you. I'll get you out of here. YouTube time watched. 
if you could help me out with the YouTube time watch, just put it on. The NASA video is great. You can just let that ride and it will just play. It's like over an hour. You can, you know, go about your day. This is cheating, isn't it? This is a dirty way to do it. Let me stop doing that. But we're almost there. We're at 3,500 and only got 500 more view hours to get. And we'll get there. We'll get there either way. So don't worry about that. Um, let me also invite you to join the Facebook group. Um, always be booked cruise and travel lounge. And guys, I got to tell you, man, the travel agency is picking up. Travel sales is, I'm very, very, I have to say, I'm very, very proud of the strides I made when uh, with, with the travel agency. I want to give a thank you to Matt rogers matt and thelma rogers uh particularly matt who i communicate with most you know he was there in the beginning and he would always call me and let me book cruises for him and i know now at this point he's kind of doing the ur comp thing because these deals are crazy and a lot of the casino stuff out there is is, is kind of put a little bit of a damper on my thing when it comes to some of the people that i've used to book regularly in the past but I want to say that, you know, he deserves so much thanks because I really wasn't comfortable in the beginning. In the beginning, I was like, <clears throat> when Matt would ask me to book cruises, I would be like, Ugh. even Scott would sometimes do it. People would ask me, Tommy, and then they're doing exactly what I want them to do. But you know sometimes how it is with your comfort zone. You know what I mean? You don't love things that are, you, you, you're, you're, you know, this, there was so much more to deal with than you think. Especially during the pandemic, when everything's cruise with confidence, lift and shift, and all the other uh, future cruise credits, and how the cruise lines did that, and then you got to contend with like, okay, room categories—that's one way to book them. But then you have to focus on what the rate code is because these ships have, you know, sometimes eighteen different rate codes. And I was not comfortable, but. A guy like Matt, guys like Scott, guys, you know, people like this, you know, they would give me business and they would force me to get to a level of comfortability. And now I truly feel as though I can book anybody, anytime, anywhere, any place. And I feel good about it. I feel comfortable with it. There's still some things I got to call the cruise line for to figure out and have them help me with. But in general, I, I feel like a pro now. I feel like I can book you anywhere. <clears throat> I can give you a good deal. I can get you booked up. Uh, whether it's, you know, let's, I'm right now it's big three. You know what I mean? Well, not, not just big three, uh, princess as well. Um, I haven't really messed with MSC much, so I'm going to leave them alone for now. Um, but Norwegian, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, Princess, Holland America, very, very adept at booking any of those types of cruises. Uh, and I'm happy to do that for you. So if you need any help, and just understand, when you book a cruise with me, you can freaking call me and you can ask me, what should I do with this port? What should I do on this ship? What are the, what are the, I'll watch the freaking tour videos for you and I will use my cruise IQ and apply it to what I've seen on the tour and say, okay, knowing you, this is the part of the ship that you're going to want to be at. What time of day are you going to a certain port? I'll tell you what you should do that time of day, or at least pull out a recommendation of options. So, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for any of your cruise booking needs. I'd be glad to help you. I'm ready to help you. And you are, I can confidently say, 
that you are in good hands if you book your cruise through me now. But that's pretty much it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves, Jimmy. Good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it Where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You could worries You could drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from